بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to the College Muslim My name is Talha Rafiq and along with my close friend and co-host Brother Abdeen Muhammad we host this podcast, The College Muslim Our goal is to highlight and show the experience high school and college students go through while growing up Muslim in a primarily non-Muslim society we are not here to give you Islamic advice or tell you how to live your life as Muslims. Instead, we're here to share our story and through discussion show how we navigated many of the struggles and obstacles we faced in our lives in the hopes that it benefits you all. Both Badr Adin and I are currently students at USC studying quantitative biology and between the both of us, we have attended both private and public schools, giving us a wide range of experiences. We also hope to showcase many other experiences by bringing on guests on various episodes. Lastly, we are not sheikhs, muftis, or scholars, and while we do have a rudimentary Islamic education and are continuously learning about Islam, everything we say here is purely from our experiences and should not be listened to with the pretense that we are Islamic scholars. However, with that said, we do take responsibility for what we say, and if any of y'all have any questions, you can always feel free to reach out to us at any of our social media platforms. So with that said, let's begin today's episode, and inshallah, God willing, we, along with you, will continue to grow as Muslims. Okay. okay. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, and welcome back to season five of the College Muslim. Oh, season four of the College Muslim. <laughs> Not season five. Um, season four is going to encompass this summer, and then season five will begin next semester. But for season four, we have brought on someone very special, very dear to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> a brother a brother from my other mother this guy just started wheeling but um yeah um so he brought another brother saeed and uh, i'm gonna let him introduce himself but essentially he will be joining us as another co-host inshallah for the rest of eternity inshallah. so we'll see how long he lasts but um <laughs> but for now um we have him on and he'll be joining us as a co-host at least over the summer and inshallah after that and um yeah before anything goes on this season we want to just introduce him so this entire episode Inshallah. is going to be about that guy right there Inshallah. so <laughs> so guy so guy tell me about you i know nothing about you okay. pretend, pretend like i know nothing about you okay okay um so i'm currently a sophomore at usc my name is oh by the way my name is saeed uh to start off with i'm uh, ethnically Palestinian. i've moved around a lot in my life i was born in chicago first and then after that I moved to the Middle East in Jordan, where I lived there for about four years, um, and then I came back to America. I lived in Tennessee for a bit, and then I did my high school in Florida, and now I'm here at USC, and I'm majoring in neuroscience on the pre-med track, which is kind of where my whole life has been uh, on that pathway, and uh, yeah, that's a bit the basics about me. It's kind of how the three of us all met, being Muslim and being pre-med. Yeah. Well, you were pre-med later, but yeah. That's how, met, that's how I met Badr Din. Me and him had uh, <laughs> chemistry and biology yes, freshman, freshman year. Freshman year, first class. Yeah. yeah, those were tough, but alhamdulillah. All right. What do you want to ask him? I don't know. I feel like we... Man, we only have two mics today, so it's not going <laughs> to go well. But we'll get a third mic soon, inshallah. But um, I guess what's... Like, I what I found really re- unique about you... And kind of where I want to start, um, unless you think it's better to start somewhere else. Okay. So the where I want to start is um, 
one thing that bonds like all three of us and that has you know me and you have gotten really tight over as well is islam as a religion yeah but i here's the thing growing up first of all didn't have many muslim friends but more than that um i didn't have people who are not desi for example mm. right so i never expected myself to bond with someone who's from Palestine, yeah, <laughs> of yeah, all yeah. places, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I was like, wow, this is a rare Muslim. It's like a Pokemon card. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the thing is, like, I didn't expect to bond with someone who was from Palestine as yeah. a Pakistani, right? Yeah, Just yeah, because yeah. I wasn't raised around that, but we still bonded because of Islam. Yeah. So, I'm kind of curious about your, like, because of living in different places. Mm-hmm. Like, what what was the kind of like vibe, kind of like I don't want to dive too deep into it. I think we could definitely do another episode on this. Where it's like more detailed about where you went, what you learned from each place, et cetera. Yeah. But what kind of vibe did you get from each place that you lived in? And then where did, you know, like that Islamic, you know, like the love that, you know, yeah. us three have seen in each other mm-hmm. uh, for Islam, when did that kind of take place? And you can just kind of give like a overview of each place, I guess, because gotcha. your background is very, very, uh, it's very different and it's very diverse. Yeah. Right. So, um, kind of, I'm, I'm kind of gonna bounce off what you started off with. So, my whole life, I haven't really had that many Pakistani friends. I've had like two, and they were in Tennessee, and like, I don't know, we didn't really that close. So, but now here, I'm, a, I'm here at USC. Like everyone here is brown or Pakistani. So, um, <laughs> that's a very big change up for me. But I'll start off with um, the first thing I can remember, which was the Middle East. So, the first language I did learn was Arabic. Um, so that was in Jordan. I went to a school there until first grade. So that was like my whole base. That was the first thing I remembered in my life. Um, So I feel like there I got the basis of Islam because um, I'd go to the masjid with my grandparents uh, or my brother all the time. And then I came back to Tennessee, um, which me personally was my least favorite place I went to. Um, no diss to Tennessee if anyone's from there, but for me personally, it's my least favorite because I was in a small town of Jackson, Tennessee, um, which is predominantly white, um, and there wasn't really a, a big Muslim community there. Um, in Memphis, Tennessee, which is about an hour away, there's a huge Muslim community, but I never really got to delve into it. But um, there is all Arabs pretty much. There is one Pakistani family, and those are the people that I was telling you guys about. So. Um, yeah, it was just all Arabs, and everyone was way older than me, so I didn't really have anyone that I could really delve or form a connection with. So after that, I moved to Florida, um, and in Florida, again, uh, the Muslim community was not particularly strong in terms of people that are my age because I lived in Gaines or I live in Gainesville, which is where University of Florida is. So a lot of people that come there are college students or people doing their masters or in medical school. So I wasn't really able to form a lot of connections when I was in high school with people that are that age. So a lot of my Islam background came from my mom. Um, she kind of was enforced that a lot when I was growing up. So I always did the basics of Islam, but I never really got too into like too much into it because I didn't really have anyone to resonate with. And so when I came out to USC for college, I feel like that's where it blew up. Um, it wasn't instant either. That's the that's the most important thing I think uh, for people is for me when I came here. It was a very long and strenuous process before I was able to meet you guys and have this awesome community. I think um, the hardest thing was when I first came here. I had to figure out how to live by myself first away, like first off away from home, and then after that. Um, once I kind of had that background or base, I found the MSU and I found you guys, and that's where I was really able to like 
kind of grow in my Islam. Um, so I think my favorite community by far has been Los Angeles and USC just because I've had that community of people my age where I've been able to practice with people my age. So it doesn't seem like something weird. So my whole life, it's kind of been like, I'm always practicing my deen with people that are much older than me. So it kind of seemed like not something for people my age. So when I came here and I found like so many people my age, like reading the Quran all the time or practicing the recitation or talking about hadith, it was like something new to me, but I loved it. And that's what allowed me to grow in Islam. So um, yeah, out of my background, I feel like my favorite spot has definitely been USC and that's just because of community. So I think um, that's the biggest takeaway for me is wherever you are, the most important thing is your community and the people that you're able to connect with. So what I'm hearing is West Coast is the best coast, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that because <laughs> I like that. I like because that. the nature here is also unreal. <laughs> it's actually like I'm a big I'm a big nature guy. I like hiking a lot, and California is insane. I've been on some crazy hikes here. So nice, sir. yeah, I love it. Uh, I kind of want to backpedal a little bit. So you talked about one one of the biggest things that I resonated with from your story that I think is very similar to when I was a kid as well is that the majority of people you said that weren't Muslim were older than you, right? There weren't yeah. many kids that were your age who you could have a casual relationship with while also being Muslim. I think one of the biggest things is like when you're when someone's older than you, you're always, always going to look up to them as an older person. They're always going to be a mentor. They're always going to mm-hmm. be someone that's mm-hmm. like, okay, when I'm at your age, then I can like be as Muslim as you are, but there, there's no like connection within Islam within your own age. Yeah. And then you talked a little bit about uh, when you were back home um, in the in the Middle East, you went to the masjid with your grandparents and had that sort of generational support. So mm-hmm. what, with that support, when you came to America, how was that transition for you when it comes to Islam? And especially growing up with people that weren't Muslim around you mm-hmm. and that were older than you, I think, mm-hmm. at least for me, it was like a tug of war. Like it was like there were, there's a tug in the end from like the, the secular non-Muslim side when it comes mm-hmm. to like school and things like that and the tug from the Muslim side. Was that kind of the similar situation for you or kind of how did that happen? Um, do you mean like, and like people who weren't Muslim that like maintaining were your deen and maintaining okay. like just the first pillar of Islam, just the shahada and like yeah, 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 God yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So I think that was that was the craziest difference for me was whenever I was in the Middle East, the standard was you being Muslim. Exactly. So like for example, in kindergarten and whenever we were there, they literally made us do Hajj as like in, <laughs> in like in our spring break, they brought like a Kaaba, like a whole like Kaaba in the <laughs> middle of our like school, and we did tawaf around this like little Kaaba, and we. We wore like everything, like the Muhammad, everything, like the high school, like going at a point. Bro, we did the we did the exact same thing in Sunday yeah. school, and then I like just like a side point. Like I remember, yeah. like you know how you like sacrifice a sheep, right? Yeah. They made us like they had a sheep where the wool came off, yeah, and the head unlatched. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> you would see. <laughs> no, it wasn't. But what happened was you would see this kid do it, and you scream, he's like, ah, <laughs> you would make the waff with that. <laughs> I still remember that day. I think the funniest thing was, you know, like, whenever you go do a hedge, you throw the rock. At, like, yeah, 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 yeah. So we'd have kids, like, doing, like, like battles. Like, who can throw it the farthest? <laughs> and, like, I think that was the funniest thing. But, like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, whenever I was in Jordan, it was just the basics. Like, in school, we'd hear the adhan for, for Dohr or for Asa. Like, we'd hear it. Um, and I feel like that was, I loved that. Like, having that basis in Islam. Um, and like one of my favorite memories was like walking to Juma with my grandfather when I was there. Um, and I would visit a lot after I moved back to America, I'd visit a lot. And it was 
that I feel like every time I visited, that's when I really connected with Islam because I was in that community. Even if I didn't really know that many people, I have a lot of cousins overseas that were my age. And like, even if it was us like walking to the masjid together, um, but when coming to America, I feel like it definitely is much harder. At least for me, it was. Um, for example, like in school, in all of my schooling in Tennessee and Florida, I was one of like maybe five Muslims in the whole school. Um, so it wasn't really, it wasn't really something that was ever talked about or brought up. So I feel like for me in all of middle school, most of lower school, like it was. Islam was kind of on the back burner because it wasn't really something that was talked about. Like the only th time I would really talk about Islam was either with my mom or if I went to Sunday school. And Sunday school, a lot of people that were there were significantly older than me. So off the bat, I was like placed with like high schoolers because I, I learned a lot when I was in Jordan. So I had a good background. So off the bat, I, I was, I don't know, placed out of, I guess, my age group. And that was kind of made a disconnect in terms of friends that I could have in Islam so um yeah there was there was a very big tug I feel like in terms of Islam and not I, I never had a problem of like thinking of Islam was like the true religion or if it was something that I really believed in I always believed in Islam alhamdulillah um it was just practicing which was I guess my tug of war uh growing up um but yeah I think I don't know if I answered your question fully. Yeah, yeah, you okay. One, just a small thing I kind of want to add on is, yeah. do you think that, especially I think the Shahada and like the idea of belief in one God and belief in Rasulullah at least a lot of kids that grow up in America, mm -hmm. they need to have sort of a an epiphany at some point. That's what everyone talks about. So you said, uh, was that epiphany for you? Like, do you think living in the Middle East, having a sense of normalcy around Islam? Because I know when people grow up in America, there's like, being Muslim here is like considered not the norm, obviously, because like yeah, the majority yeah. is Christian or atheist. So mm -hmm. when someone, when a kid goes into school and then they come across like halal meat or something like that, like they're like, oh, I can't eat this because it's not halal or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's like kind of when they have to like make that distinction between themselves and the general population and be like, I'm not normal considered to your standards. Yeah, was living in the Middle East and having that sort of normalcy around Islam when you came to America was that just like oh yeah, big, being as being big Muslim time. is like a big thing, like it's a normal thing. Yeah, no, no, that was that was honestly the biggest change for me is when I was in the Middle East like I told you guys earlier it was normal like you never had to like talk about your dean or anything mm -hmm. if it, you were to talk about dean it was I don't know, just talk about dean but yeah. in when I came to came back to Tennessee everyone there's Christian mm -hmm. um and it's the south you know yeah so. and so th that's also a big I'll get into that later about the difference between Tennessee and Florida yeah. Tennessee was predominantly Christian people who did have a basis in religion. So mm -hmm. they did believe in God and they had a really strong belief about that. Where Florida, it was more of the atheist type. <laughs> like they didn't. So it was, those were two different environments. But in in uh, Tennessee, especially this, the area I lived in, was very racist. I've heard of Jackson, I've yeah. heard of Jackson Tennessee. Yeah, Jackson, Jackson has a stigma for being a little racist. Is there racist. a little bit of history too with like civil rights and everything? A little bit, I think. Kind of yeah, heard about uh, it. There's some like KKK history there yeah, too. Yeah, so. exactly. Um, but... I was, when I was little, I don't know if, if this is diving too deep, but I was like, I used to be like a little chubby kid, so I would get bullied a lot. And then I think that would get added to the bullying on top of that was like Islam. Um, so I would get, I would get like hated on that for a lot. Like people would make like the casual like 9-11 jokes. Like that, that became like a normal thing. But like people would put like stickers of like 9-11 wow. towers in my locker and stuff like that. So for me growing up, um, I never hated Islam because of that. 
Um, alhamdulillah, I was able to detach the two things. I kind of like hated the people for hating me for Islam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, I, I always thought like Islam was the right thing. So I was like, oh, you guys are the losers at the end of the day. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely did get outed out for that because in Tennessee, I was one of like two Muslims in the whole school. Yeah. So or like the whole middle school. So it was something that I had to deal with. And um, I think it did push me away from Islam, but not in the way that it hated me. It just, uh, I, I think I like distanced myself a little bit into getting too much into it, mm-hmm. um, especially in a schooling area, because anytime I talked about it, it was kind of something that got me bullied on or troubled yeah. on or outed out or something like that. Um, however, when I did go to Florida, even though the people in Florida tend to not believe in God, yeah. um, and at least in my experience, a lot of them are like towards the more atheist side they respected you for your decision. Mm. So if I was going to tell people I was Muslim, they respected that. I never got once hated for being a Muslim. I never got like racist remarks. And I think that's just regional, uh, the town that you're in. But that was my two experiences. So in Florida, when I would have conversations with people about religion, it would be more about why do you think this is the truth? Why do you... So people are cu- curious. But in in Tennessee, for me, it was... They're so close-minded, at least about uh, their beliefs. Like in Surah Al-Fatiha, mm-hmm. uh, when th- we end off uh, talking about Dalin, yeah. which are the Christians, the people that are strong in faith but they're lost yep. um, from the truth. So, I feel like that's very true for how it was in Tennessee. Um, these people were very strong in faith. Like, we'd start off our day like at least because I went to a private school. It wasn't yeah. a Christian, but it was a private school. We'd start off with like one of my science teachers would read like a quote from the Bible every day. Mm. So they were believing Did you people. Did like say grace before lunch and stuff? Or is that nah, 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 nah. We didn't okay. do that. <laughs> <laughs> Alhamdulillah, we didn't do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so in Tennessee, it, if you believed in God, it wasn't something that you were outed out for. Yeah. It's just, just if you weren't Christian. Mm. Even like there was this kid that was uh, like – Sikh in yeah. our school and he was he got the same hate as I did really? it wasn't it wasn't just like an anti-muslim thing it was just an anti if you're not Christian yeah um so yeah I definitely growing up I definitely did have that break in terms of feeling like I was left out just because of I was Muslim yeah you touched on a lot of stuff there especially I think one of the biggest things I want to sort of touch on is that living in a society where Islam was normalized when you come to America and then you see people like either hating on you for not being Christian or not believing in God or as you said, like when you came to uh, Florida as more atheist, but like mm-hmm. you never felt like distance or like you never, I think the biggest thing that you said was that you felt as though they were all the losers because they weren't Muslim, right? Mm-hmm. At least in America, I know at least a lot of people growing up who went through the same exact situation where there were a lot of Christians around them, where there were a lot of people who weren't Muslim around them. They felt maybe they're right. Maybe just because they hadn't seen a society where Islam was normalized, where Islam was the mm-hmm. norm and everything else was mm-hmm. abnormal or not within the societal norm, you know? So I think that that just shows a lot of like sort of, importance of especially in the future generations to actually have us like normalize islam and make islam not seem like something that's like extreme or yeah. different from the and societal norm i'm gonna add a point here i think why not i think I, why i liked usc so much yeah. it was it's a similar environment like with this muslim community as it was in the middle east because mm. when i come here and i chill with you guys or i chill in the msu it doesn't feel like i'm somewhere where i'm outed out feels like i'm like everyone everyone around me is muslim everyone around me gets the same thing we all have the same belief we all you you fit in and that's how it is in the middle east when i go back home where i visit my cousins and that's a blessing honestly like being able to just 
go somewhere where you feel like you're exactly how everyone else around you is. Like you dress the same, you talk the same, you pray. Like if if you it's prayer time, we all go pray. Like we no one has to talk about it. Mm. Um, but like if you're living with non-Muslims or like around non-Muslims, like hey guys, I gotta go pray now. Like I can't or like I can't hang out around this time because it doesn't make sense. Like it's between Maghrib, like yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I feel like. Yeah, again, I'm going to go back to when I was growing up. Every time I would go home, I would have, like, a burst of Islam. Mm. Um, or, like, by go home, I mean, like, go back to, like, Palestine or go back to Urdun. Um, I would have a burst of Islam because it's just exactly like how I was at USC. Usually everything you talk about Islam gets supported. It never gets brought down. Yeah. But whenever you're on Muslims, every time you bring up Islam, it gets brought down. So I feel like that's what's down, so... I just think like sometimes when you talk about, at least at USC, like you can yeah. talk about something that's Islamic, you can say, inshallah, alhamdulillah, no one bats an eye. Like it just, yeah. it's just normalized, you know? Yeah. I think that's the basic thing. Like I had, a, I had a meeting yesterday with like two of my board members who are amazing people, by the way, but they're, just, they're not Muslim. So mm-hmm. usually I don't say inshallah, alhamdulillah, on them. And it was a physical like struggle for me not to say inshallah after every time. Every time I said, okay, we're going to get this done by this date. Like I don't want to say inshallah, but then I just wouldn't say it. And it was like, it was a thoughtful, like conscious thing I'd have to do. Yeah. And then I had a, a Shifa Society meeting afterwards, which is the Muslim pre-health org that I started. So in that meeting, I was like, I could say inshallah, alhamdulillah, as much as I wanted. I felt like they're, I was like, th- it feels liberating almost. It doesn't feel like I have to place like a boundary on myself. So I yeah. think that's kind of what you talk about. It's like being, having Islam being normalized, it just becomes part of the, part of everyday life. Yeah. And what's funny is like, since I've been hanging around you guys so much, when I come home, like I actually slip up and say salam while they come to my roommates <laughs> all the time. And just like, what are you saying? Dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, it's also gotten to the point, like culturally, not culture, I guess. I don't understand the full background of where like Alafis come from. You know, have you heard Alafis? Alafis like by and it's what Pakistani you say, right? Like how they say by, right? It's kind of like equivalent to like Masalam. The way you all use okay. Masalam, like we use Alafis. Like I see, I see, I see. Like yeah. To, like, okay, okay. Yeah, but basically, yeah. So like, but the idea was by putting Allah in there as so like a religious connotation, so it's like supposed to be similar to like Assalamualaikum, like the way yeah. like, we should be doing it. But I go back home sometimes, and my parents say Alafis. Mm-hmm. And I don't say Allah anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like I say, I'm like, I say, like, Assalamu alaikum. And they're yeah. like, Allah I'm like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's been that. It's I'm at the point where that's why I'm like, that's why I think I wanted to ask about your background in the first place was because I feel like we are in a diverse community. Mm-hmm. Like, our MSA specifically is like, yeah, there's predominantly more brown people who are like Pakistani or Indian, right? But it's still diverse enough to the point where we can't just bond over being Pakistani yeah. or we can't just bond over being Indian or we can't just bond being over, I don't know, whatever, whatever someone is from. We have, so, we, yeah. have the, we have like the rarest Muslims. You know yeah. that? We have Palestinian, we, have, we got Uyghur, we got Indonesian. Yeah, Bangladeshis. Bangladeshis. like Libyans. Yeah, all sorts we of people, right? Everything. Saudis, like everything. So like, that's why I asked was like the background of this culture because I guess what I kind of want to like emphasize and kind of like just show is like, I feel like people get caught up in the culture and then they attribute that to Islam too much. Yeah. And they don't realize that they can have amazing Muslim friends who have no, like no the, culture, no culture. Yeah. Like overlapping with you. Like yeah. it could be the like whitest American dude. And if he's doing Islam the right way, or if he's trying his best to do it the right way, you mm-hmm. might connect with him better than you would from someone back from your hometown. Yeah. I who agree. Speaks your language. That. Right. Yeah. So I think especially, I think especially in America, that's really important because in America, it's just, you're not going to, 
because everything's so spread apart and diverse, sure, there might be, like, spaces, places like Dearborn, Michigan, or, like, some random cities where, like, there's a big ethnic population, and they're all of the same ethnicity, and they're all Muslim. And then that way, sure, you guys, you can connect on both the Islamic level and on the cultural level and mm-hmm. the ethnic level. But for the majority of places, like, especially college towns, like you said, you were, t- you were in Gainesville, right? Gainesville yeah. is college town. There's UF there. That's also probably why I'm assuming it was a little more liberal and you were able to like, talk about religion. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming there, like, not everyone is the exact same ethnicity, so you're not going to yeah. be able to connect on that level. So, so. The f- like, a funny thing was, um, before, because... Before I had like a, like a lot of Muslim friends because in Florida like again like I had no friends um, that were Muslim. Every time I'd see like an Arab kid, I remember my first day in Florida high school. Like there was this Arab-looking kid in my middle or er, my, my English class, and me and him just like looked at each other, and I was like, I know he's Arab. <laughs> and then as soon as the class ended, I approached him and I was like, Dude, like I can your eyebrows are so thick, you have to be Arab. Like I just said that off the bat, and then he's like, Dude. And then he ended up being from Lebanon, and me and him just connected off the bat from that. I love the kid. Like me and him are like still like pretty good friends today. Um, but he's not Muslim, mm. and me and him connected off the bat from being Arab. But the connection you get from like, for example, when someone new walks into the URC and they're Muslim, and it's completely different. It's different. It, oh, the URC uh, is the University Religious Center. It's the place where we have on campus where we yeah. Do pray and stuff the best place at usc um like my second home at this point not for work for islam it's like the it's top notch it's like yeah (laughs) potentially yes um but yeah so that's that's for the culture and islam thing like culture can get you super close but i feel like islam gets you even closer on a much much deeper level yeah yeah i think it's just because islam i think one of the biggest things that especially nowadays that people are trying to misconstrue is that it's not an ethnicity. I think mm-hmm. sure. Like c- certain other religions view their religions as, as an ethnicity. And even if they don't believe in it, they still like associated with themselves because their families are with it. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I've been seeing that more often now too, because some people will just say, Oh, I identify as Muslim because my family is Muslim. Yeah. But most Islam is not an ethnicity. It's mm-hmm. not limited to any one ethnicity or one group or one type of person. It's a way of life and it's a belief and a belief that causes you to live that as your truth every day and you have to there's certain things you have to stay away from some things you have to do you have to pray five times a day things like this that mm-hmm. all of us like might not get to might not get exactly where we want to be but we're the fact that we strive towards that and the fact that we want to do that i think that's what really makes a muslim and like you said like that's why you connect on a deeper level when you meet with so- someone who is a muslim and who wants to live that way and wants their life to be that way so that's yeah. a little that, that's different from like a lot of other religions i think oh no for sure like every time you greet someone you're giving them peace yeah which is different like think about the ways that people say hi and bye to each other <laughs> now like, it's actually crazy yeah um alhamdulillah. so that brings me to my second point um okay. getting closer to islam brought you closer to other people but other people have probably brought you closer to Islam as well. Yeah. And the reason I want to touch on this is because, I mean, you have definitely had that. Mm-hmm. But um, I kind of want you to, you know, talk a little bit about how even surrounding yourself by Muslims who are also imperfect. And, you know, we have problems and flaws all the time mm-hmm. like within our friend groups, etc. But they're still Muslim. Yeah. And it still somehow strengthens our de- deen, yeah. even if, you know, things are going not so great. Yeah. So, um, you know, your background is interesting. But now you're in a setting where your background has less importance. Like, I don't want to say, like, it's not important. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's plenty of influences. But um, kind of talking from a perspective of, like, what does community and MSA and, like, this stuff mean to you? And why, why like, why is it so important, like, essentially to you now? And, like, maybe a little bit about how it ha- has helped you, like, directly. The reason I want to touch on this is because um, a lot of people listening might be in college. 
Yeah. Right. And so I want them to understand what com- even when I'm saying community, I just mean other people. So it doesn't have to be like a whole community that you're referencing. It could be like, yeah, these 34 people or this like this group of my like these guys were my close friends, etc. Even like the one guy, I'm not gonna, we're not going to say names here, but like the one guy who you knew who's Muslim before you like really started getting active in our MSA, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the one who graduated today. Yeah. So like, you know, how like individuals, how people were beneficial for your Islam. Yeah. And maybe talk about that a little bit because some people might need to hear or get motivated yeah. to go to go and join those communities, even if they feel nervous or scared to. Yeah, uh, it's a great point. So a little background about me. Um, I kind of touched about this earlier. So I always did the basics of Islam, like in middle school-ish, I would say. And then early high school, freshman year. And then once I got to like senior year, junior year, I'd say like junior year to freshman year of college, it was kind of like the lowest of the lows I had in terms of Islam. Um, that's where I kind of got the furthest away from Islam. Um, and I think... So I met this one person we're talking about the first month I was here at USC. Um, and when I met him, it wasn't like something changed, but it was a Muslim that I had. And he was he was Arab as well. So I feel like, again, we connected on the culture first, and then but I knew he was Muslim. And so whenever I was going through this time where I was kind of far away from Islam, every time I'd hang out with him, um, if it was like a time for prayer, or even if it was just like, let's say like, when we would talk to each other, we'd say like, Alhamdulillah, or Inshallah, or just like remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I feel like he helped me a lot in terms of that way, in terms of, like, let's say I would hang out with him like once a week or something like that. And we we're hanging out. He's like, okay, let's let's pray Asr. Like, it's Asr time. And like, I'm not, I, like I wasn't praying like all my five daily prayers at that time, but um, he would remind me. So I feel like, having people around you that are Muslim that could remind you of Islam in, in, in a way, even if it's not prayer, even if it's just saying like, MashaAllah, or Alhamdulillah, SubhanAllah, or he's like talking about something that you listen to in Jum'ah prayer, something like that. I feel like that's so important in terms of if you want to get closer to Islam. And that I'm going to lead that into the MSU. So I started coming to the MSU my sophomore year in college, which is alhamdulillah, is when I started being able to, uh, more closer to Islam. So I feel like during this time, the most important thing was the community. And I'm going to like transition into the MSU community in particular. When I came here, it was very intimidating because it, f- it felt like everyone was already friends with each other. It was kind of like a clicky group and you had to like <laughs> insert yourself in. But... Yeah. Whenever I was coming, I felt something different about it. Like, when the guys would talk, we would, not always, but we'd talk sometimes about Islam. And it, was, it wasn't it was something that I hated talking about, but it wasn't something that I always enjoyed talking about. But whenever we did talk about it, I was like, oh, this is, like, really interesting. And then outside of whenever we'd hang out, I'd start looking into some more things or maybe, like, start listening to some more Quran. And then... When I met this kid over here, um, he kind of employed that on a much deeper level. Me and him started talking way more about Islam, more topics about Islam. Eventually, somehow I started practicing my recitation voice somehow. And like I started like memorizing things of Quran. Then I dropped music, started listening to music. And then like, so I feel like for me, at least it was kind of like, 
And I'm not gonna say like an avalanche because that's like a negative connotation, but it was like something that started off slow and turned into like snowball. Yeah, like a snowball. <laughs> snowball effect. Yeah. Yeah, like a snowball effect. Like it was something like little steps at a time that eventually leaded to like a massive growth in Dean. And I feel like the little steps that helped me the most was surrounding myself in that community of people that reminded me of Islam. Um, and if you don't have people that remind you of Islam or like your best friends aren't Muslim, it's kind of hard, I feel like, to really get going. Because like my roommates, for example, this year aren't Muslim. So whenever I'd go home and talk to them, every conversation we'd ever have was away from Deen or away from Islam. So it was, I'm not gonna say it was a distraction, but it wasn't anything, that that relationship wasn't anything that was ever gonna improve my deen. And I'm not saying every single relationship you should have should be one that improves your deen. I mean, that would be optimal, but like in America, that's very tough. But at least you can say that you do not want a relationship that will decrease your deen. Yes. Unless it's an obligation. Like, yeah, yeah, like, I agree with like that. If you have a parent and then, you know, just because like say you're a convert, right? And your mm -hmm. parents make you feel like you decrease your deen. Yeah. That's an obligation. Yes. Like you have to do a certain bare minimum to be following the commandments. You don't have to be like besties with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. A, You get what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, no, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, no, I'm talking about like, <clears throat> like my roommates never veered me away from Islam. Mm -hmm. They would, but it wasn't something that was going to improve my Islam. Like a funny story was when I first, uh, my roommate came up to me. So me, me and him have been friends for two years. And like at the beginning of last semester, he was like, dude, I've been wanting to tell you this, like, this is like, might be out of pocket. And I was like, what's up? And then he's like, all the best conversations start that way. Yeah. He's like, he's like, this might be like really bad to tell you, but like, I need to tell you. And I was like, go ahead. He's like, so like my whole life growing up, every connotation I've ever heard about Muslims are that they're terrorists. And he's like, I don't mean that out of like, he's like, I genuinely thought all Muslims were terrorists. Like that's how I've been growing up. That's why my parents told me blah, blah, blah. And he's like, when me and you became friends, I didn't even know you're Muslim. And then he's like, a month into us being friends, you, you told me you're Muslim. And then I was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> this is crazy. And then me and him got like closer and he's like, I eventually learned that Muslims weren't terrorists. And <laughs> he's like, you started telling me about Islam. Like, like, he started asking me about Islam and everything. We talked about it. But he's like, it blew my mind. Now he's like, uh, you like cured me or something. He's like, <laughs> now I think like Muslims are like chill people. Um, and like you guys have met him before. Uh, but yeah, so I think being surrounded by Muslims, even even just like once a day, you see like a Muslim once a day, you say, Salaamu Alaikum. That's like one reminder of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. Like, and um, I don't know the exact verse in the Quran, uh, but we talked about this with Sheikh Jibreel in one of the halakas, and it's just we should always try to remember about uh, remember Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, and surrounding yourself with Muslims is remembering Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Even like as, like literally when you walk into a room and say Salaamu Alaikum, that's literally remembering Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So being surrounded with a community, even if it's not like you guys reading Quran together, practicing recitation, or doing tahajjud together is something that's like very deep into Islam, just surface level of Islam and being surrounded people is what helped me get into it. And I feel like for people who are in college, like my biggest advice would be trying to find at least one person that you can kind of get close to Islam with. Even if it's like, for me, something that was very like nice was um, someone last semester I met and we got close with, 
is we'd be we had the same classes and we both weren't like super on dean but like we whenever we, it was time to pray like we'd pray together and that was something that was nice to me because again it was like one of the first times someone my age would like drop everything and just like pray um so yeah i think that is the most important thing in college if you are trying to connect more with your dean is getting or trying to find at least one friend that is Muslim and they don't have to be like a sheikh. Like <laughs> just like if they're Muslim and like uh, practicing a little bit, you guys can improve your deen with each other. So, yeah. Yeah. I also like the fact that where you said, um, it doesn't have to be someone that you were like hang out with 24 seven and are praying the hijrah every day, but just having someone else who is Muslim, who can remind you of a lot, like at the base, mm -hmm. base level, like you don't need to be best, best friends with them. You don't need to like share everything, a life goal with them, but inshallah, maybe it'll get to that point one day and mm -hmm. through the, through the, both of y'all's love for Islam, yo, we'll get there at that point. But regardless, just taking that first step, like you said, to join a community, to join, to just be with another person who understands Islam and likes Islam and wants to be a Muslim, just getting closer and having that reminder of Allah SWT every day. And that's really important. Yeah, very, very, very important. Um, and I feel like my parents, my mom, my mom's always been telling me, like, there's a saying in Arabic, it's sahib sahib, which means your friend pulls you. Mm. And so... It's saying like your friend either pulls you into bad or your friend pulls you into good. Yeah. So in <coughs> one of my favorite surahs in Surah Al-Zumar, it talks about uh, Zumar is a group of people. So it's basically saying on the day of resurrection or the Yom Al-Qiyamah, you're going to be resurrected with the people who are like you. Mm. So if your friends are people who are out all the time like doing haram, you're going to be resurrected the day of judgment with them. Yeah. But if they're people who are righteous people or people that do good or like people who are even muslim um you'll be resurrected on the day of judgment with them so my mom uh i remember like whenever I, in like f uh senior year of high school like freshman year of college she's like i know your friends aren't the best and then, <laughs> like she'd always she'd always be like i make dua every single day for you to have better friends and yeah. i i think her dua got accepted alhamdulillah but like now um after like she's seen me like getting closer to the and she's like yeah, I can tell your friends are already better. And I yeah. was like, so yeah, I think that's, that's what my dad said too. Was like, um, he told me that we're, because human beings are weak, right? Yeah. So um, we constantly want people. Like mm -hmm. that's just something, right? That's why you want to get married. That's why you want to have kids. That's why you want you want companionship mm -hmm. in some regards. But we want friends. Why? That's why we want to be popular. Yeah. Right. So, um, so my dad said, regardless of who you think you are, all throughout your life, you're always gonna be dragged by someone. Yeah. The question is, are they going to be dragging you to the masjid or are they going to be dragging you across the floor? Yeah. <laughs> right? He's yeah. like, he's like, which one of those two are you going to pick? Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, no, I understand completely what you mean. Yeah. Because that's what helped me get back to my dean as well was purely other people. Like, yeah. that's where it started. And now it's a little bit more than that, but. Yeah. And I, I, a lot of shiuch, the Arab shiuch talk about that saying a lot. Sahib, sahib. You guys should look into it. There's a lot of great lectures about it. But, um, yeah, what is, like, Sahib, sahib, sahib is literally means like dragged. Mm -hmm. It's not like being pushed or like guided. It's like being dragged. So they drag you somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent. I think also I think Omar Suleiman's been talking. At least I've seen a couple of clips about him talking about this also. But Yom Al Qiyamah that like one like a person will go into Jannah and he'll ask where his friends are and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala like mm -hmm. out of the mercy out of his mercy may take that person out of Jahannam and put him into Jannah just because of his friends. So like yeah. you said, you're, you're Friend might actually drag you out of Jahannam if, yeah. if they are the right person. Yeah, I remember I, watching this one lecture um, where the sheikh was like, um, I think this is hadith. I'm not sure. I don't want to say exactly what it was. Um, 
but the sheikh was talking about how just give like the gist of it <clears throat> yeah the gist of it i'm not gonna yeah. get the super into it but uh this kid uh this kid this person was in jannah and they were like saying uh, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they were saying um this person used to remind me of going to the masjid mm. and this person used to remind me to read the quran and why why are they not here in jannah with me and uh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was saying oh they're not a jannah and then out of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy, yep. he brought him up to Jannah because he reminded him of Islam. Yeah. And so even like just out of that, just being around, again, I'm going to go back to the community, being around someone and just reminding them of praying one prayer out of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that might allow you to enter into Jannah. Yeah. Out of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. So like having just one interaction, even if it's one interaction a week and reminding someone of one prayer could be literally what allows you to enter into Jannah. So you don't even know. Also, so, yeah. you talked about also when you first came here and when you like, or the first time you thought about coming here, you saw that it was really clicky and you saw that like people were a certain way that they might already have friends. And it's for all the people, like you said, that are out there who are in college right now. I know it can be a little bit hard to enter into a new community and just want to like implant yourself in there. And at the end of the day, like certain like clubs and things like that, it might be like, maybe I just stay away because I don't want to put in the effort or put in the work. But Sure, these people might not, like, not every single person in the, in the MSU or MSA might be your bestest friend ever. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's not, the intention shouldn't be to join a community simply because you want friends. Sure, companionship, all that's important. Mm -hmm. It's really important in life and to build those relationships. But also in the day, the relationship with the law, I think, is more important. Yes. So that can come out of joining communities like this and just taking that first step and having the right intentions that, inshallah, that I will, I might not, like, inshallah, I, I would want to have a friend in this community, but mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I'm doing this for the sake of Allah to get closer to Allah yeah. and to have that peace. Yeah. And the thing I, like, I want to address that because a lot of people, including people who watch this podcast, as well as, like, my friends and the different schools who are like, oh, I'm kind of scared or nervous to get involved in the MSA community mm -hmm. or, like, I don't want to be a part of that because it's really clicky. Mm -hmm. I think there's a difference between how, th what the definition of an MSA clicky is versus, like, clubs or that, right? Yeah. So, like, clubs and outside you know outside of this like, like msas right it's not the clicky aspect isn't it can be based on anything it can be based in popularity it can be based on who's likable it can be based on who's um the highest performing right mm -hmm. like in the consulting clubs it's going to be whoever's highest performing and like likable yeah. but in another club like a social media club it's going to be whoever's like who has the most followers or whatever mm -hmm. right the point is like there's different things I feel like a lot of times, yes, MSAs can be clicky. There's always a possibility, like from the individual perspective of friends. But sometimes it just seems clicky because people, like at least for the guys in our MSA, it might look clicky because we just have this like way too deep relationship with each other, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. This unconditional love. And the reason that seems off is because you don't see it anywhere else. Yeah. Like yeah. it does not exist. Like I don't care what anyone says about their clubs, how much they love their clubs. It's not the same. Like mm -hmm. I promise you, I'm part of those clubs. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the same, right? So... That's why I feel like it could be scary to come into it because you're like, oh, these people do already know each other. They seem like they really like, bond. They seem like they know everything about each other. I'm just some, some stranger. But the thing is, if you're a Muslim and you come in with the intentions to better your deen and meet people on their deen, you're going to join that like that. Like yeah. It's going to be a smooth transition. Like yeah. It's not going to be a problem. Like There will be hitches and there will be like... But the thing is, if, if your intentions in coming in like are right, ideally, I'm not saying MSAs are always going to be this way, mm -hmm. but ideally, there will be people in that MSA that are going to bond with you. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And I think even even if, like, 
Sure, it might not happen instantaneously. It might not happen in a day or two. Like I'll, I'll just say this. Like personally, from my personal experience, the MSU has been great. It's been one of the best places that I've been able to spend my time on campus. But sure, I might. I, this is probably just me because I haven't had friends in a while and like maintain those relationships. It's, it's a skill. I think it is a life skill. It's a life skill to be able to maintain relationships, relationships with people, to understand people, to build friendships and maintain those friendships. So, but at the end of the day, like intention. I think intention is really important, and Nia is really important in Islam as well. So the first and foremost thing that I'm, the intention that I made when I joined this community is. I want, to, I want to have friends, of course. I want to be able to connect with other people. But at the end of the day, I'm doing this because college is a hard place. College has a lot of things going on. Uh, there's a lot of things that haram, a lot of haram things going on. Mm-hmm. And I know myself and I know I have enoughs. And it's important for me to be in a place that Islam is prevalent, that it exists in its purest form. That, sure, there might be people who, like, everyone's at, their, at a different stage in, the, in their journey in Islam. But, as, but at the end of the day, it's more important to be in a place that reminds of Allah SWT, like you said. Mm-hmm. As long as you are reminded of Allah SWT, as long as there are, people are praying, people are saying subhanAllah, or just saying inshallah, things like that, just that just reminds you that Islam is a thing that exists. And it is a normal thing that exists, and it's a thing that is right. And that that just maintains whatever little spark of Islam you have in your heart. That the fitrah that Allah SWT put in there, the natural disposition, that just maintains it and it helps you keep going, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So... Inshallah, for everyone out there, I would say take that first step. Like you said, join that community, meet that one person. Inshallah, they will end up being your best friend or you'll, you'll be able to develop a really good connection with them. But even if you're not, at the end of the day, you still were able to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a way that maybe you haven't even noticed yet, but inshallah, you will notice yeah. soon. Yeah. I fully agree. I think <clears throat> I think the hardest thing with these communities is taking the first step. Because um, if you're not, if you're not like super, let's say you're not like super on deen and then you practicing they're practicing yeah that's a better word practicing practicing you never yeah. know what's in their heart but it's pretty imperative if they pray their five prayers or not yeah yeah, yeah yeah so um i feel like that could be something i mean at least for me it was something that was very intimidating um going to like a very muslim community but i would advise anybody to yeah. please take that first step because it is such a great payoff yeah and in a way you take the brunt of the work off like, again, your friends drag you. Like, if you yeah. join that community, as long as you take yourself there, I promise you, they'll drag you yeah. to the masala. Like, yeah, this especially guy for a guy, me. there's not... Uh-huh. <laughs> I said, this guy dragged me. <laughs> I don't know, bro. At this point, you're dragging me. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, I remember the, the, like, the first time, uh, like, whenever we were working out in the mornings together, yeah. early morning, and we started, like, going to the masjid for Fajr, alhamdulillah. Like, this guy started, like, calling me. He's like, you better come in the, tomorrow morning. I'm like, inshallah, inshallah, bro. <laughs> but yeah, alhamdulillah. Uh, that's what I'm saying. And we're roommates next year. Yeah, we're roommates next year. So, so you never know what happens. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I never imagined that I'd be at the point I am today, alhamdulillah. But I genuinely and fully, full-heartedly can say that I wouldn't have gotten where I am today, first off, without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but without, like, a community like this. Hmm. Because... I feel like there's so much someone can do by themselves and having someone there to push you or to give you advice or give you knowledge or give you confidence in your Islam. Like another one of my friends that went over spring break. Also, this was something that like was very new to me in America. And like when I was in the Middle East, you can literally pop down a prayer mat and pray anywhere. And no one's going to think about it. But me and one of my uh, friends here in MSA, uh, we went somewhere for spring break and we prayed in a subway because it was like snowy outside and we like couldn't pray outside. And so we like ate uh, in a subway and then we prayed in the in the subway. And I was like, this was the first time I ever prayed in public, like mm. with everyone around. And I wasn't like scared or anything of it, but I've never done it before. I've never had like the confidence. But now, like after I did that, I'm like, 
I can do anything. Like I can do like yeah. this was this not this isn't something weird. Right. And I don't really right. care if people like look at me, but like I generally don't know if I would have taken that first step by myself. Like yeah. I probably would have just prayed in the snow. It goes with the American saying too, like strength comes in numbers. Yeah. And then the reason we have the word ummah, right? Yeah. So Yeah. So like yeah, I think that's what's so important is having these people will allow you to learn things and do things that you wouldn't have even expected in the first place. I know this is your episode. I'm going to add a little story about that too, about praying outside. Uh-huh. This literally happened. You were there. Uh, so we had a social event for our Muslim pre a while ago. And okay, so, so praying outside is something I still struggle with. I'll be completely honest with that. I think, especially if there is a place like a U- like a U.S. or there's a Muslim nearby, like I will, I'll try to like, even if, it's, even if it's a little bit further, if it's a little bit extra time, I'll try to like, try to make it to that place where it's quote unquote safer to pray or it's like it's easier for me to have a more private private setting but sometimes you do have to pray outside and i think that that thing it like it freaks me out sometimes i'm not gonna lie because especially because just because you're out and about and you know you've always grown up with the stories of like people getting hate crime for being muslim things like that but i remember these two people are i think they found this podcast by now so hopefully these two people are listening but these two people who are working with me on my uh pre-alt.org they were they had this idea of like let's just pray outside um where we're doing the social event and I was like, okay, so I just went along with it because I was like, I mean, these people are, like you said, these people are dragging me towards this path, towards this path. So I was able to get dragged towards that. And then we, we prayed outside. It was completely fine. Uh, it was amazing. Oh. I mean, a car almost ran over us. <laughs> <laughs> no, the car, but it was like in the driveway, right? Yeah. And we were on the side that ideally no cars come from, but a car came and he, I bet they pulled in, they saw us and it just reversed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, oh man. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> They probably thought we were like I don't know summoning something or something, <laughs> and we were facing right that way. Like that was the Kibla direction, That's right? So, so funny. it was like, if I looked up, I would have made eye contact, <laughs> and it took everything in me not to look, look up and make eye contact. Yeah, so. yeah. Everything went fine. Like it was completely fine. Like the car pulled in, pulled out, and then we just fin- we finished the prayer. We went back to eating our tacos and stuff, and it was alhamdulillah, it was great. So yeah, yeah. That's the benefit of Western countries. I think people like bag on it sometimes, but it's very very free quote-unquote at yeah. least like in LA, in LA. In LA yeah. right or like um Big like liberal. yeah yeah yeah. and you're not going to be like pressured like one of my friends um, who I met in Mustard recently he's from Russia yeah he had to leave the country because of the way like, his opinions mm. and his things right and um you know in a lot of ways we could have been in that same position after like the terrorist things that did occur yeah but we have the ability to pray on the street and sometimes people won't bat an eye sometimes mm. they might bat an eye right so it's like um we had the ability to practice at least. Yeah. So there's really no excuse for why we shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Um, I think uh, kind of like a a circle that just happened. Um, so like one of my friends, like I told you guys in spring break, like he pushed me to pray in public. And mm-hmm. then the other day I was hanging out with uh, a kid that I just pulled up to the MSU recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and him were like, it was a Maghrib time and there's literally nowhere else to pray. And we're mm-hmm. in downtown LA. And I was like, we got to pray. And mm-hmm. then he's like, where at? I'm like, dude, let's just pray here, like, on the street. He's like, I've never prayed outside of, like, a house or a masjid, like, like a prayer space. Yeah. And I was like, it's okay. Like, I promise, like, it'll be fine. Right. And then we prayed, and alhamdulillah, was fine. And then he's like, dude, you just relieved me of, like, so much anxiety. Like, every time I pray, like, I'm so scared. Yeah. He's like, I, like, have to, like, go somewhere inside, like, right. private. And he's like, it's actually not that bad. And I was like, dude, I was the same way, like, two, three months ago. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So that's that's also, like, I don't know. I love that feeling. Yeah, yeah I Just, agree. like, being able to help someone the same way that you were being able, or that you were helped earlier. In the pursuit of being prideful for your religion. Yeah. You should feel, I don't want to say hubris, but, pr- like, well, like, pride is different than hubris, right? Yeah. We should, we should be, pr- like, we should be proud of our religion. Yeah. Yeah. I think pride is, maybe not the right word. I bet proud is a better word. But we should yeah. be proud of it. Yeah. That's for sure. 
Just confident in it. Yeah, confident in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not egotistical. Yeah. Cool. That was a great episode, Saeed. <laughs> thank you. Of course, thank you today. for having yeah. me guys on. I love this. It was a very great conversation. Yeah. And inshallah, there'll be plenty more. Um, inshallah. But that's kind of who Saeed is. I know we div- dove a bit into like some kind of topic. I don't know what the topic was. Yeah, but I don't we even dove know. into something. But um, inshallah, we will see more of those. And um, maybe one of, like, one of the ideas, topics like the MSA community, ex- community, right? Yeah. That could be something we talk about next time. Inshallah. Friendship. Yeah. Sohbah. Sahib Sahib. All right. Sounds good. Um, with that, welcome to season four. Welcome, Saeed. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum.